Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. November 21st, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show for you today. The lone appearance this week for Bill Curlick and Mark Porter, given Thursday's Thanksgiving. Got a lot to get to, but first, got to let you know, we are brought to you today by Piata Street Food. Hey there, Ohio State fans. Are you ready to indulge in some mouth-watering Italian street food while cheering on our beloved Buckeyes? If you're looking for the ultimate game day feast, look no further Look no further than Piata Italian Street Food. It's time to elevate your tailgate experience with Piata's delicious pastas, piatas, and salads. Whether you're a fan of classic marinara or creamy carbonara, Piata's got you covered. Fresh made-to-order salads with crisp greens, vibrant veggies, and your choice of protein make for a winning combination. And let's not forget about Piata's. These, these thin Italian wraps... Filled with your choice of grilled meats, fresh veggies, and irresistible sauces are game changers. They're portable, delicious, and perfect for fueling up during halftime. Now that we've made you hungry, we are offering you, the listener, an exclusive online-only discount. This week only, you can receive a free piata, pasta, or salad with the purchase of a regular entree. Use code BEATBLUE. That's all one word, B-E-A-T-B-L-U-E at checkout online or in the Piata One app to receive a buy one, get one, any Piata pasta or salad. This offer is valid through November the 26th. Receive any Piata pasta or salad with the purchase of any regular size entree when using the code BEATBLUE, B-E-A-T-B-L-U-E, one word, at checkout online or within the Piata One app. Offer cannot be combined with other offers or discounts. That's right. Go Buckeyes and go Piata. We'll be back with another really interesting ad at halftime that I think you guys will really enjoy. But I'm joined today by Bill Curlick and Mark Porter. This, as I said, is their one appearance this week. So they've got to be twice as good as usual. Thursday, there will be no show. Gentlemen, welcome. Bill Let's start by looking back. We're going to have Mark talk about his Buckeye and the Sky on the game. 
And we're also going to tell you that we have a Black Friday sale going on right now, 75% off a sub. You want to do that, check the site for details. Bill, kind of an interesting weekend uh, for the Minnesota game in terms of visitors. Not as many as maybe the Michigan State game or the Penn State game before that, but some very interesting and valuable commodities on the market. One of the highest rated quarterbacks in the country. Several other guys Ohio State is very interested in. Can you put a bow on the weekend they just had? Yeah, it uh, it kind of started off uh, not so good for Ohio State, actually. They had one official visitor scheduled, Carlin uh, Jones, and um, uh, he did not make it. He, of course, is the uh, defensive lineman that they're trying to flip from Nebraska. He, uh, unfortunately, in his game on Friday night, uh, had – full body cramps where he had to go to the hospital, get an IV after the game. And uh, still really wanted to make it to Ohio state. In fact, uh, he was going to come up, try to fly up Saturday morning when he, he uh, had completely recovered pretty much. But Larry Johnson told him, no, he wouldn't have gotten to the game until at least the start, if not the middle or third quarter or later. And Larry Johnson said, no, we're not going to rush you through an official visit. We want you to get the, whole experience. So they immediately uh, postponed the visit until December 8th to the 10th. Uh, so uh, he did not make it. And then Naeem Offord, who is one of the top 2025 defensive backs in the country, he also didn't make it. Um, so it kind of started off not so positive, but it ended up pretty well. Uh, Christopher Burgess, who is at the top of the board as far as 2025 edge players that Ohio State would like to land uh, had a really good visit. You know, Ohio State is squarely in the running there. I think that uh, that one's going to, in all likelihood, come down in the end to Ohio State, Notre Dame, maybe Michigan, those three schools. Uh, he is going to be at the Ohio State-Michigan game this weekend, so he'll see the Buckeyes two weekends in a row. But his visit went very well. He was impressed. Um, he had never been to a game at Ohio State before. He had been to Ohio State twice this summer, but never to a game. So that was key, getting him to a game. Dorian Brew made the trip up from Texas for his third Ohio State game visit this season. The old saying in recruiting, follow the visits, and he's making uh, plenty of them to Ohio State. That went very well. Um, you know, he's made a lot of Texas A&M visits too. I, I think it'll probably come down, in my opinion right now, to him – Staying in Texas, where he is now. By the way, he is going to play his senior season in Texas. Uh, but staying in Texas or going to Ohio State, I don't think Ohio State trails anybody right now for Dorian Brew. Um, so those were two big ones. And then, of course, uh, Julian Juju Lewis, the number one prospect in the country for 2026. His visit went well. He got a chance to talk with Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, uh, see how he would fit in the program, see, you know, see how everything was as far as the fit. And I think it went very well. Still committed to USC, but there's a long way to go before he signs. He's a 2026 guy. Uh, and then they also had three visitors from 2025 that they offered scholarships to. Messiah uh, DeHelm, he is a defensive back from Virginia. Jock West Carter, a defensive lineman from Florida. And then Talon Taylor, a wide receiver 
from Illinois. So three new offers went out. So it turned out to be really a pretty positive weekend for Iowa State. Very interesting crew, and we will get back to that shortly. Uh, I want to put a wrap on the Minnesota game. Mark did his Buckeye in the sky from over the weekend. And um, second week in a row, Ohio State has kind of gotten it done a little bit different fashion, results similar, 38-3 versus Michigan State, 37-3, if my memory serves, against Minnesota. Uh, The game was really never in doubt, although it was not the early romp that we expected or hoped for. It uh, The knockout punch came, and, and then it was over. Your general thoughts, Mark, as we put Minnesota to bed and look forward towards Michigan, what did you get out of the Minnesota game in terms of progress overall, things that concerned you? Uh, do you feel like Ohio State's where they need to be heading into the game? Yeah, I think on offense, uh, this was the best – play design, play calling game I've seen in a while where a lot of different formations and personnel groups. And I think I pointed out a couple of times where you lined up in two by two and you would motion over the weak side and you'd have a maybe a plus one or an advantage with the guy because you were out scheming the defense. And it seems like at this time of the year, Ohio State has so many formations and so many personnel groupings and so many motions and where the kids can mentally have all this stuff and understand it and execute it where you're starting to see great play design and the execution's been flawless. We're, we're overloading zones in the passing thing. We're finding great one-on-ones. We're holding safeties with our eyes. It's really becoming a very advanced offense, which it started off pretty rudimentary. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the run game was pretty one-dimensional. And now we, we see more of this gap locking and guards pulling. And the zone stuff is still the staple, but there's more of a mix of a, like a boxer, we got uppercuts, left hooks, you got jabs, you got body blows, you got all these different things kind of working together, and you're going to need them all. And the last thing is Henderson. Henderson has changed the offense. What When faking the ball to him does, uh, we showed that on the film, where two linebackers go flying out of their positions and block themselves to the other side of the field and no one touches them because he's standing in the backfield. You have to honor his speed. He's bouncing things. There's a play where, you know, it's like a B-gap play, and he sucks it up into the B-gap, and then when he bounces it, there's nobody there. And there was an unblocked middle linebacker ready to make a play in the B-gap. So he's the difference. He's kind of opening things up and, you know, making other people better. Uh, McCord looks as good as he is. When he fires him in there, there's no one better firing shots in there. I mean, he he definitely has the cannon. Is he going to put it all together this week? This would be the week that would – make him immortal if he could do it uh and defensively i kept hearing announcers all all year the bend but don't break they changed the scheme so it's a little bit more over the top we've seen a lot of these all-out blitz looks where there's both linebackers up there we see man-to-man coverage we see the zone so i think defense similar to the offense has got all of its bells and whistles in and i'm sure both sides of the ball have a few things that we haven't seen yet that they're going to bust out this week. And, of course, Michigan will have that too. But this game is, is so exciting for so many reasons. This is going to be some peak football. And I think Ohio State's ready to peak up in Michigan. I will say uh, it does seem like they're going in opposite directions. Part of it is just Michigan's schedule and Ohio State's schedule are almost inverted in some way. And so – Michigan gained everybody's confidence by beating up on teams they were a lot better than, and now Ohio State is getting the chance to do that. 
things kind of even out at the end. Um, I love your Buckeyes in the sky. I just hope Ohio State, as I've said, this, is as healthy as possible. I really do believe this is not like a wild statement. They have more top-end talent than Michigan, and this is a game when our stars and our wins at the dinner table for five-star guys have got to come through. Got to come through. All right. You know what? Let's do one more ad because people are going to enjoy this very much. And then um, we'll get to the rest of the show. So let me switch this up right here. And you know what this is? Bill's favorite Manscaped ad. Merry Ballsmiths, my friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching. But what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? It turns out that the perfect gift does exist. And who else could bring it down your chimney than the leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the, the new Lawnmower 5.0, watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice when you're going naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off for free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. The gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there. The bundle comes with two free gifts. Manscaped Boxers 2.0 Premium Underwear and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. Once you're done shaping up, it's only right to put your pants presents in the best wrapping at all. The Boxers 2.0. These are seriously the best boxers you can get. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at, Mans Bucknuts at manscaped.com. That's 12%. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS, MANSCAPED. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. And I know those are silly ads, but it's a good selling product. And to tell you the truth, you really is a big discount on there. So God knows this is not the highlight of my career, but I digress. I feel like I'm watching those Lumi commercials where the girl talks about. Oh, don't even. I, pick, yeah, I, hit I feel mute. like they're going to call you pretty soon because only you can deliver that better. I hit mute on those and I can see her face right now. Yep. And no offense, ma'am, but I didn't I, even know that kind of product existed. You're, you're the male version of Lume. Hey, uh, there's many jokes to enter and I'll choose to use none of them. Uh, let's move on. Flips. Flips, flips, flips. Let's get the spatula out. Let's finish off this class the way we know how. Um, several guys have really come into the crosshairs now, Bill. Amaris Williams, Gabe Van Sickle, and you've also got Chance Robinson. And also, I would like to have you hit on Coy Perich, the uh, safety from Minnesota they offered, who is committed to Minnesota, but just watch uh, his home state team get run roughshod over. Go ahead, please. Yeah, um, Amaris Williams, you know, he... Um, Canceled, didn't make the visit, official visit, like we talked about last week to Tennessee. That was important. Um, you'd like to have it come down if you're Ohio State to flipping him from Florida or not. And right now, that's the way it is looking, although he hasn't completely ruled out Tennessee visiting there in December. I still like Ohio State to flip him, uh, but he has not been quite ready to make a final decision yet. And he might not be because his team won in the playoffs again on Friday night. And his main focus has been on his, his high school season. So as long as they're playing, he might 
continue to uh, uh, deliberate and, and drag things out, so to speak. But I still like Ohio State there. Chance Robinson, I think he is going to end up staying with Miami. I would be surprised if he did not at this point stay with Miami. Gabe Van Sickle's a, a tough one to predict. Um, Northwestern, I don't know if you saw, but they, I guess, are going to be getting a, a new facility. That doesn't hurt. Um, they also kept David Braun as the going forward coach rather than the interim coach. That doesn't hurt their cause. And that in turn will likely mean the offensive line coach is staying who he has a good relationship with. So on the other high side of things, he knows Ohio State is an, a great opportunity. So he uh, he hasn't decided. He is going has been wanting to talk with his parents, go away for a little bit and just try to figure it out. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the other guy, Coy Parrish, the reason, part of the reason he didn't visit Ohio State this past weekend is that he has a brother playing at a small college and he wants to be able to see that brother finish out the season. So his visit to Ohio State, he is going to make one. He leaves no doubt in my mind. He says he's going to make a visit to Ohio State. It will most likely be in December. He's not going to be an early graduate. We've talked about his athletic prowess on the basketball court uh, in track. He's going to finish his senior season uh, and play those sports. So there's no big rush on him necessarily, but he is going to make a visit to Ohio State. And then the other is Nick Rodriguez, the linebacker from Florida, who is committed to Missouri. Uh, visited Ohio State for the Michigan State game, made an official visit in June. Ohio State still likes him. So far, he really hasn't shown any great tendency to flip, and Missouri's having has been having a great season. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. Bill, I'm going to ask this question because I'm on Bucknuts enough to know that it's coming, and I'll wrap it all up into one question. Does the – how would you say Miami's season and South Carolina's season will affect their ability to hold on to recruits that Ohio State wants? Well, in the case of South Carolina, Dylan Stewart is showing no inclination whatsoever to flip. He seems very happy there, and I I just don't think that's going to happen. He, uh, <laughs> he's been, I think, to every South Carolina home game this season, I believe. Um, so, again – Follow the visits. Where's he going every weekend that he can? He goes to South Carolina. Miami, you know, they're, what they've done on the field certainly has, has not seemed to shake recruits. Like I said, I think Chance Robinson is going to stay there. Uh, so, I, you know, I think uh, the, these players are looking at, in those two cases of schools, more than just what happens this has happened this season, to be honest. All right. Most of the questions here are f the game related. Let me make sure we don't have any more recruiting questions before we get going here. Now, you know, I, I can talk about uh, seeing Glenville last week, and I talked yeah. to Bill about this yeah. for just a second, quick note. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bryce West is playing safety now. And I think that was the most notable thing from that game is uh, Glenville has a lights out underclassman corner that they wanted to get on the field. And I think they wanted to get Bryce more in the action and use his tackling ability, which great for Bryce. You know, he's going to become a better player playing safety, even if he comes into college as a corner. But I thought that was unique. And the Marion wouldn't look good. It was a you know easy win for them, but just a quick update on those guys while you were reading some questions. Right on. Um, there is a question up here, Bill. Thomas Matia, I hope I pronounced that correctly. What is happening with Bryce Underwood? Bryce Underwood, very highly rated quarterback from the state of Michigan. Yeah, he um, he's not in the mix for Ohio State anymore. So <laughs> I guess that's the big thing you need to know when when. Uh, when Ohio State got the commitment from Tavian St. Clair, that, that ended that one. And Ohio State, while they like Underwood a lot, they love Tavian St. Clair. And, and for a good reason, as uh, both Mark and I will attest to, Tavian St. Clair is a great player. Um, so Underwood, you know, I, I guess the big thing related to Ohio State there is I don't know that he's going to end up at Michigan. And that would be good for Ohio State. Who else is in the mix? Is Colorado in the mix for him? They have been. I don't necessarily think he's going to end up there, but they, they have been, yeah. Very, very interesting um, for sure there. I had something I wanted to say about that, about quarterback. Uh, yes, it's this. The top 247 for the class of 2025 has been updated and will be released. Uh, it's targeted for noon today. The great Willie J. Curlick will have a story up about it. It's definitely a rankings you'll want to pay attention to, possibly because of the dude we just talked about. It's very possible. It's extremely possible. All right, let's talk about the game. Um, generally speaking, people, let's go. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, Mark, I'll let you go first. Do you feel like Ohio State should be a three and a half point under three and a, is it three and a half now? I think it's three and a half point underdog at Ann Arbor. It is the first time they've been an underdog in five games, five of the games. Um, and you've seen enough of Maryland. Uh, Maryland, I did it again. Good gracious, I did that all yesterday, and I apologize. You've seen enough of Michigan to uh, weigh in here. It does seem like the teams are operating maybe on a different trajectory. Your thoughts on the matchup, just generally speaking, as we head into it. Yeah, Ohio State is plus 3.5, 46 over under you know, okay. on DraftKings. There you go. 
Not that we follow that that stuff that much, but if you brought it up, I figured I'd make sure. So they're basically the saying, yeah, they're basically saying they think it's going to be about twenty-five to twenty-two or twenty-six to twenty-two. Yeah, and you know, like any home team is going to get a three-point bump, so it's an even game with the home field advantage going to Michigan. Um, being very honest, going back to last year when the game ended, all I can remember people saying is Ohio State doesn't know who their quarterback is next year, and they have to go to Michigan. There's no way that they're going to win up there in Michigan. It's going to be three losses in a row. And I think I heard that from more people than I care to remember saying this is an obvious thing. It's amazing what how you feel differently eight, nine months later where the body of work leading up to the game, yeah, I feel way more confident in our quarterback. I feel way more confident in our chances. Um, you said it earlier in the program, you think the skill for Ohio State may be a little more five-star-ish in some ways. I agree. I think if Michigan wants to play that man-to-man coverage, Marvin Harrison and Emeka and some of these receivers are going to run by you. And the offensive line, one of the things on this eye in the sky, I drive every now and then at the, I'll freeze a play at the top of the quarterback's drop and draw a little pocket in there and go, look at this protection. If you give any quarterback that protection, I don't care if it's your fifth string quarterback, he's going to deliver strikes. And that's the recipe for Ohio State. Man-to-man beaters, great protection. McCord's got to deliver. Henderson has to have the big plays. I think the Vegas is right on this one. You're looking at like a 23-17 game or 23-20, 27, you know, like that one possession. Uh, hopefully you have the ball in the fourth quarter to maybe extend it to a two-possession <laughs> 10-point lead, but I think if Ohio State could get out of there with a three-point lead or a four-point lead, that'd be the game. 24-20 maybe would be my prediction. Uh, I don't see a lot of points because defenses that these guys can play defense. They're going to have some stingers for us where you're going to get a stopper on a drive or things like that, and the emotion of the game might be a little slower paced. You know, I, I, I always get into these bigger games and first quarter seems like forever with the commercials and the stoppage. And it seems like nothing almost happens. Like I, I expect it to be 21, 21 at the end of the first quarter. And it's, you know, zero, zero or seven, nothing. I think we're into that one possession. This is going to be a scary game. I just think that's the word for it. I think Ohio state's going to squeak it out, but I think it's just scary. The circumstances going up there and you guys know I'm not political, And I know we get banned from the boards for bringing up political, but I think we've seen in politics where if someone gets in trouble and they look like they're going to jail, it makes their followers like them a lot more and root for them a lot more. And it's like, I think that's happening in Michigan where when everyone else was setting that place on fire, those guys put their arms around each other. And I think it almost strengthened them. So that, that worries me a little bit. I think there's some, you know, they, they're really a family up there as much as we want to make fun of it. So there's my thoughts. There's no question. They've, they've banded together. Um, I watched someone let, they still are obsessed with who turned them in. And uh, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. I, I, I just don't, there's no. I think this that's is why, why I drew the political parallel. Cause sometimes you, you don't get job. it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So basically, and I, I, I'm from DC, so I, I've politics are, but basically the politics come down to this: either you believe, and and everything anyone says after this on this particular point comes down to it's kind of like your MS, MS, MSNBC Fox News split here, and here's how it is: yeah. Do you believe 
the cheating Michigan did had any effect on the game. If you do believe it did, and that Ohio State was, let's say, more disadvantaged than they should have been, you're on one side. If you think the cheating was just some stupid rogue thing and everybody cheats and this was no big deal, you're on this side. Okay? And then you feed the game through that. You know what I'm saying? But this is this is what I will say. And I've heard this from several people. I do totally grasp the idea of the visual of walking off that field possibly uh, with Ryan Day if they lose to an assistant coach. I get it. But Michigan is going back to the dark ages, okay? They're not going to be competitive. I don't care what anyone tells me. They are not going to be competitive with Ohio State for the next decade. As someone told me, he can't wait for four or five years to congratulate Michigan on their 1,000th win. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, meaning they're going to have to work about four or five years to get over all the stuff that gets taken out of the record books. Um, That's, I mean, I can see how their uh, banded togetherness is important for now, but I, and I'll say this, if you've ever been in charge of anything in your entire life, including your children, and you went to them and said something happened and they were guilt and they were wrong. And their first thing they say is who turned them in or why the rule is busted. They're guilty. Okay. I can tell you this for a fact. That is, that is not a variable. Been trying to teach my kids about variables and constants, variables you have no control over constants. You do whether you cheat or not is a constant. It's not a variable. So, all right. I just felt the need to share that. Uh, Thank you, Mika Hanna. Finally, some, some positivity. What do you make, Mark, of the idea that, okay, they're going to double-team 18 the whole game, and they're not going to let him beat us, and he's the cheat code? Do we feel like Emeka Ibuka, really, it's health? Henderson's, um, Henderson's the answer if that happens. Go for it. Yeah, I, I think as soon as you roll coverage and you give that light box to Ohio State, like I just saw, they're going to motion over you, and they're going to be plus one at the point of the attack, or at least man-to-man sound, where they're going to have plays where Henderson's going to hurt you. You can't – this this offense is now built with the Henderson in the backfield and a big-time number one receiver where you can't cheat your defense one way or the other without the other one making you pay for it. Now, if, if Henderson was out this game or Harrison was out, that's a different story. You can cheat towards Henderson, and you don't have to worry so much uh, about – Every, I mean, Marvin Harrison will destroy anybody man-to-man, one-on-one, and they will scheme him away mm-hmm. from a safety where they can get him one-on-one. It, it, it's not like you're calling an offense where they're dumb enough to just look over to the right side and throw it and bring the safety. I mean, they're really – our quarterbacks look the other way. They pump the other way. They set things up. So I really think that that's kind of the yin and yang on offense. In a mecca to me – if Marvin Harrison never existed, he would have been a normal number one, and we'd be loving him right now. He would have numbers, but it seems like these last couple of weeks, they've kind of featured Marvin almost in a, let's get a little Heisman voting going for this guy. Let's get some numbers for him where the other receivers aren't being ignored, but they're just not being featured. They're just not being given the extra touches or the looks for the goal line touches and stuff like that. 
So I think Omeka is a one. It's a 1A, 1B situation. The guys, Fleming and uh, the young guys, Tate, and these other guys that roll in, they all have tricks that they can do and things that they can hurt you. So if you want to double Harrison, those guys will even get to you. And the protection we have, like I said before, is going to make all that stuff work. So I, I really I like Ohio State's chances. I'm not just being a homer, but right. it is a scary one possession feeling you're going into one of the most hostile environments in the world for this game, et cetera. Their run game is legit. I said it before. I saw Blake Corum this summer. I thought he was a nose man. Mm. I literally was like, who's the, little, ball. who's the little short sawed off nose man that probably doesn't play much on defense. No, that's our starting tailback that flies up and down the field looking like that. They have things that are going to be problems and, you know, they're going to make plays that the, the quarterback might not be a first rounder. That doesn't bother me. He's still a great little college quarterback. You know, like some of our best quarterbacks in the history of Ohio State weren't first rounders. And he kind of reminds me of that up there. They want to hype him up like he's the greatest quarterback in college football. Yeah, maybe for college, but I don't know about the NFL. But there's things that are scary. That's why I use that word. Their, their quarterback has not been very good the last two weeks. And, yeah. uh, uh the, the, the their offensive line is pretty darn strong and and up front when it comes to run blocking they they're not as effective in pass protection and I'll tell you what they're they're supposed to get their left tackle back with Darius Henderson this week well they better have him back after what I saw of his replacement because he was not very good um so that brings up the next issue of health. And I think Ohio State is in better health condition overall than Michigan is. Um, Ryan Day said that they Buckeyes should be at full capacity. So that's a positive. Now, it's like the NFL games. You never know who's going to go out during the games with injury. But going in, I like Ohio State's health better than Michigan uh, going into the game. Or if you're the Bengals, you don't even know who's hurt going into the game. But I digress. Um <laughs> All right, Bill. I have said that I think my biggest concern is the right side of the offensive line. However, as I watch Michigan play, I think their offensive line is in worse shape, as you mentioned. The gentleman, I think it's Case Barnhart, uh, the right tackle they flipped to the left. He, when you hear them tout their ability to run 100 times in a row against Penn State, that was very impressive. It was also done out of necessity. There were several defensive ends who were just whipping those dudes from Penn State. And the Penn State dudes were whipping Barnhart to the point where they had to run it. And it didn't look any better this weekend. Uh, Chris Hinton's son got went in as a reserve offensive lineman. He got hurt. So like you said, Bill, I think offensive line where they've been the Joe Moore Award winner, I think, for two years in a row. And that really was the strength of their team. I'm not sure it's their strength against Ohio State's defensive line. And with the way Jack Sawyer has been playing lately, to give you that real double-edged presence, Barnhart cannot solo block 44-33. That that I can can guarantee you. They're going to have to scheme that up. So uh, I got a lot more confidence watching, not just because Maryland stuck in the game with them. Maryland has a tendency to do that and yet they are 0-32 in their last 32 games against ranked opponents. Um, but they couldn't close it out, and uh, Michigan was able to do that. You know, well, why, why did Michigan win last year? Big plays. Yep. What has Ohio State done a great job this year of 
not giving up big plays. So as long as that stays the case, I like Ohio State's chances. Um, you know, I, I just think Ohio State has improved enough in stopping those big plays that uh, that was the key last year. Ohio State's got to be at least as physical up front on both sides of the line as Michigan. Uh, they have to be at least as physical, if not more physical, than Michigan. And I, like you said, Dan, with what I've seen of their offensive line, Michigan's that is this year, I think Ohio State can and likely will be as physical or more physical on both sides of the line than Michigan. I don't want to go into my really deep conspiracy theory as a Cowboys fan, but Mozzie Smith's issue with the Cowboys is he doesn't get off the ball fast enough. Maybe he doesn't know what play is coming, but I digress. Um, I'm being serious about that. You can't unravel that thing enough, but I've watched enough games to know that we may have gotten tricked and CJ Stroud getting screwed out of the Heisman may not have been the only thing. The Cowboys also got screwed. Shocker. All right, Bill, before I get your picks, one of the narratives this week is going to be the two quarterbacks, McCarthy versus McCord. Get out your uh, lucky four-leaf clovers. During their recruitment, and it's actually gotten some publicity if I went back McCarthy said he was lied to by Ryan Day. He's He was told, Ryan Day, I'm not taking another quarterback before a certain time at the end of the summer. And then Kyle McCord committed to Ohio State. So ostensibly, Day chose McCord over McCarthy. Did I have that? Do I have that right? Um, if you can give us a little history lesson on that, and then please finish by making your pick for the game, score included. Yeah, looking back at that recruitment, it was really pretty interesting. Um, McCarthy was actually the first of the two that Ohio State offered a scholarship to. They offered a scholarship to McCarthy in December of 2018. About a month after that, they offered a scholarship to Kyle McCord in January of 2019. Um, but it's not significant that happens. Every year, Ohio State offers several quarterbacks then they go and evaluate those quarterbacks more. Uh, this year they offered uh, 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 Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery, before they offered Tavian St. Clair. But they continue their evaluations after they make those offers. And as they went on and continued their evaluations, uh, you know, I, I felt like going through that process, both of those quarterbacks wanted to go to Ohio State. And it's interesting, Mike Yursich was the quarterback's coach for Ohio State at that time. Um, but he was not necessarily the big recruiter for Kyle McCord. Uh, a, a man named Brian Hartline was recruiting McCord a lot because Hartline was recruiting, obviously, uh, Marvin Harrison. So Hardline was actually the guy that stopped at that school in December of 2018, three or four weeks before Ohio State offered a scholarship to McCord. And they didn't, they then they pressed and went for McCord. There's no doubt in my mind that they went for McCord. And I really thought both of those quarterbacks really wanted to be Buckeyes. Of course, JJ McCarthy wouldn't say that now, as he shouldn't say that necessarily now. But that was my feeling at the time. It's still my feeling. And McCord ended up taking that uh, the offer and committing to Ohio State. Uh, he committed to Ohio State in April 
of 2019. And then a month later, in um, the middle of May of 2019, McCarthy committed to Michigan. And that's kind of how things played out back then. So this competition has been going on for quite a while. And, uh, you know, those decisions that were made, good Lord, four or five years ago are going to prove, you know, very relevant this weekend, Bill. Will it be in a winning effort or a losing effort and a score, please? Also, one other thing that was kind of um, interesting about that recruitment is that McCord saw himself fitting in really well with what Ohio State did. McCord felt like his game was a lot like Dwayne Haskins' game at Ohio State, and that was part of his decision that when Ohio State did offer and press for him that he became a Buckeye. And, you know, you can make a good case for that. McCarthy probably fits Michigan's offense a little bit better, and McCord fits what Ohio State wants to do with their quarterbacks a little bit better. So to me, they kind of they kind of found the right place for themselves, really. As far as the game itself, I think, again, it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game, uh, a close game. It's going to go to the team that's the most physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage, as that's where you games are usually won. And I tend to like Ohio State's chances of being the more physical team this year and winning those battles up front. I've got Ohio State winning, say, 20-17. to 17. Marcus? Yeah, that's right where I'm at. I may be 24-21, 24-20. Like, I don't see a, a high-scoring game. Excuse me. But I just think uh, Ohio State's peaking, quarterbacks ready to go, health. We have our fighting chance in a very hostile environment. I'm not going to make my pick on here, but i do it for the roundtable later this week. But I will say this. It'd be really nice to get off to a good start. It'd be really nice to see Michigan have to pass the ball. Um, I don't think their line can hold up in obvious passing situations, but you can't let them be, you know, success on first down for both teams is going to be vital. That's the one stat I can't seem to get my hands on that I think is super important. Average yards gained on first down. Why isn't that stat put out there? Because that means you don't get the third down. And when you don't get the third down, your third down percentage goes up. And that usually is one of the keys. So I'm going to say success on first down is going to be the key to this game. If you remember last year, um, two years ago, it did not go well. But last year, I really thought, if you remember, they'd had Michigan had, what, zero rushing yards at halftime or some crazy stat like that. And Ohio State missed on a couple schemed up calls from Ryan day that would have put them in a position to see Michigan have to pass. We need to make Michigan pass. We need to get them behind the chains. So if Knowles can do that, um, if he can orchestrate that, I think they'll win. And I think there's a chance they could win handily, but that is the key. And uh, we'll get the scores later. We appreciate these guys stopping by. We're actually going to give them Thanksgiving off. I know that's crazy, but um, you will see them again, and uh, we will be around all week. Once again, we have a Black Friday sale starting today. Runs for about a week. Get yourself a premium membership for about 75% off. That offer will be up on the site shortly. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Have a good one. Bye.
most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.